Welcome back to the third week of the Pecan Dandies. We got a fresh new microphone, hoping that's going to sound pretty good. Um, I'm one of your co-hosts, Sam. Jacob Gingrich checking in. And we are back, third week. So today, um, right before we're about to hit spring breakup, so we're going to talk about best spring, best spring break locations in the U.S. We're also going to talk about the International Women's Day breakdown. We're going to break down some of our favorite women um, of all time. I love women. How can you not? We're going to break some down. Um, NFL and free agency started on Thursday, so we're going to talk about that. We'll talk a little bit yep, uh, for free agency, and then we're going to break down our high five for the week, which is technically going to be a high six as we're going to break down the conference championship. We felt like you guys deserved an extra pick this week. We didn't really want to take out one of the conferences, and then we'll hit, We'll end up with our would you rather. So we'll start off with a recap of the high five. Um, I didn't do so well this week. I did. I, went, I did very well this week. Yeah, so How'd you do? I went 2-3 and three overall in the week, lost the Minnesota United game, lost the Arsenal game, and lost the Knicks game. Of course, Jacob beats me on the two soccer games, I, of course, I put up for the week. I was, recapping my week, I was about 30 seconds probably away from sweeping, getting 5-for-5, five five. but what are you going to do? Kawhi Leonard went off, single-handedly won that, that game over the Rockets at that the was, end. That was... Quite a thing. You see that after that Darn game. Darn you, Kawhi. You see that thing after the game? They, like, tested him for steroids or yeah. something. Kawhi's all natural, man. He's all natural. So, Jacob went 4-1 and one on the week. Um, winning the week, obviously, he just lost the Rockets pick. You're so close. You're so close to the first our first 5-0. and oh. But he won, obviously, North Carolina won over the weekend. Um, Sixers beat my Knicks, unfortunately. Let's go. Liverpool took down Arsenal over the weekend. And Portland... Timbers thrashed the Minnesota United and the Loonies uh, 5-1 on the inaugural day of MLS. So, Jacob wins the week. I'll happily take the loss. We're 1-1 one one on the on the year. So, second thing we're going to talk about today is our spring break. Well, at least Iowa spring break is coming up. So, I don't know when Iowa State's spring break is, but Co is Doesn't last matter. week. Eh, who cares about the clones? Um, so, we're going to break down some of our favorite um, spring break locations um, I'll start us off. I got New Orleans, Louisiana. I was actually there three years ago, I want to believe. Um, I saw the old Dominion basketball team when they were down there for the for uh, March Madness. It was kind of odd. Um, but Louisiana's a cool place. Louisiana. Louisiana. My first destination was a place I went when I was about, I think I was in sixth grade when I went here. House on the Rock in House Wisconsin. On the Rock good old Wisconsin. If you've never been to House on the Rock, it's something you should see. It's a big... Well, it's a house on a rock. It's a big mansion that this crazy millionaire built, and it's got like a like a museum in the basement, and it's like overseeing a cliff, and there's like literally a whole town like yeah. inside the house. Sounds like a good old Midwestern time. Yeah, and it's not too far. It's just in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's just right across, uh, I think it's like about an hour, not about an hour, about 30 minutes across the border. Yeah, it's not so. far across the border. Yeah, we drove past it. Um, My second location... My hometown, born and not born, born and raised, but born San Diego, California. Got to go to San Diego. Um, some of my favorite spots: Los Cuatro's Mill Pass, which is the best Mexican food in the whole country. Balboa Park, which is a huge park there, and kind of, not really a tourist trap, but um, the San Diego Sports Museum is really cool there. A lot of like weird sports teams that like existed in San Diego, like the Clippers were originally from San Diego, so it's like this weird like old San Diego Clippers memorial uh, memorabilia and. Um, I'm more of a Buffalo Sabres kind of guy. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, there's other place. My next destination is Branson, Missouri. Branson, they, Missouri. They, call it the, they call it the Nashville of the Midwest. You know, country music, good time, hang out, hang out, 
drink at a country bar. What could you want? What more could you want? God, Branson's so weird. It's a trash town. Um, another, my third city I got is actually another city I'm going to do, San Juan, Puerto Rico. We're actually talking about this in my Spanish house right now. Cool place. Um, people are really nice in San Juan. Food is amazing in San Juan. El Moro, which is a citadel around the coast. Beautiful stone architecture that's basically kind of like a fortress for um, Puerto Rico. It's just awesome. Cool place. San Juan. One time, but the weirdest thing we went down there is some like tweaker we like took all like we took like public transportation we went there and like some tweaker like passed out of my dad <laughs> he, really, he like i think he like soiled himself too because it smelled like horrible in the back of the bus and he just like rested his shoulder on my dad i think he just passed out we've all had those days when a tweaker we've passes when a tweaker passes out on the bus we've had those days i've been the, i mean i've been i've been the tweakers what i was <laughs> talking about my next destination fun fun spring trip to uh, spring break destination San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. I personally have not been there. Yeah. But I would love to go check out a Spurs game. I've been down there. Been down there, there once. Peep the Alamo. Went down there for the Alamo Bowl. That makes sense. Guess who I saw? You'll never guess who Johnny I saw. Johnny Menzel. What? No, he wouldn't even be in college at that point. That was like seven. Tim years Tebow. Ago. No, think of like West Branch. I don't know. Hector Ibarra. Hector Ibarra, if you're listening, Sam saw you at the Alamo. I saw you at the. I didn't see him at the Alamo, but I saw him at like a restaurant. Technicality. All right. Um, in my last city, none other than Iowa City. That's where I'm going to be over spring break. So uh, sounds like a staycation. Staycation. Yeah, I got to work a lot, and actually, I'm really excited this week because they're playing uh, Spirited Away at Film Scene, and it's the first time I'm going to go see Spirited Away. So I'm really excited for that. I've been um, meaning to see it, actually. I've, I've, I've never seen it, but I get to go see it on the big screen for free, so it's going to be pretty good. It's the town, no, no, there's not going to be no college students in the town, so it'll be pretty fun, though. My final destination might be the most fun. It's uh, Iowa's largest frying pan in Brandon, Iowa. Right off the interstate, it's an easy stop. You pull into town, and there's maybe 20 houses and a gas station, and at the very end of the town, it's like one road. Frying pan. Big old frying pan. Frying pan. Big old frying pan. When I was there, there was like six separate families there just to take pictures with the frying pan. And then, like, did they all get in the frying pan at the same time? Not all the families. The families took time. That's their turns. Here's some interesting facts about the frying pan. Oh, we just looked these up, too. It holds 44 dozen eggs, 352 half-pound pork chops, 88 pounds of bacon, and 440 half-pound burgers. Not at the same time, I don't think. No, 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 yeah. I wonder, I wonder how they cook that. Big fire. Imagine. But like how they how they hold the pan over it. I wonder how long. That takes so long to cook. What a waste. That'd be such a waste, though. It's not actually the, the world's largest frying pan, however. What? There's a bigger one in Long Beach, Wisconsin. It's just Iowa's largest frying pan. I thought, but it says, doesn't it say world's largest frying pan on it? No. Iowa's largest frying pan. Never, they never claimed to be the world's largest frying pan. I always thought it was the world's largest frying pan. Nope. <laughs> we thought we had something. We thought we had something with the world's largest frying pan. Guess not. Okay. Um, so that's all our spring break locations. You're headed down to PCB for spring break, right? I am. It's going to get wet and wild. Oh, wet and wild. Oh, boy. <laughs> you're, taking, you're taking your car down there? I am. Pray to the Lord we can make it because my car is going to be a tight one. What, what car do you drive? What 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 model is your car? What make and model? 04 Grand Am GT. It's an 04. I thought it was like a 97. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, moving on. All right. Um, International so Women's Day. International Women's Day. Day on Wednesday. Um, so we thought we'd talk about some of our favorite women of all time. 
Um, they can range from anybody, political, entertainments, other stuff like that. Obviously, like our mothers and our sisters, they're great. They're awesome people. I mean, we, there's there's if they're listening right now, we you we know you, we love you guys so much. But we wish you knew them, but you don't. People who probably listen to this don't really know you guys that well. So we're gonna break down some other people. Um, just like I was, I was looking at this stuff um, the other day. This is a really weird fact that I came up with. So the the International Women's Day started in Russia. Of all the places. Where like where women textile workers demonstrated and demonstrated for like equal pay and equal rights almost equal um, rights to vote in Russia and that basically like kicked off the Ru- the Russian revolution which basically like started the Soviet Union. It's a little background, uh, a little background thing there. I was like I, I was reading that. I was like kind of puts a cloud on the whole I was like, oh, geez. I was like, yay for women, but like... It's kind this, of a bummer. The Soviets aren't that great, right? <laughs> kind of started the um, communist movement there. Oh, we got Rocky Four out of it. Of course, you would. The best thing we have about the, the best thing we have about the Cold War was the amazing film that was Rocky Four. If he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. All right. Uh, so now we're just going to break down our top five women in pop culture Politics, like we said, any kind of um, things that have inspired us or have inspired the world, mostly kind of inspired us. So uh, I'll start us off. My number five, Amy Winehouse. I love Amy Winehouse. She's, I think she's like more the queen of like modern jazz, pop singing. Uh, I think she, obviously she was taken from us insanely way too soon. I thought she could have been an amazing artist across the next, you know, 50, 60 years maybe. She should have gone to rehab. She she. <laughs> so Amy Winehouse, my number five. She's a huge influence on me, especially not on me and music, but she has a huge influence on my music, like selection and stuff. So I kind of went with the theme for my women that I picked. I like women to make me laugh. Jacob likes the women of comedy. And my first pick is Caitlin Olson. Caitlin Olson. She, if you do not know, plays D. Reynolds on the legendary, criminally underrated. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's that's my plug for the week, and. She's just the perfect, she's such a good physical actress. The physical work that she does is just so Yeah, and the one weird. of the things that's like you bring up about Kaylin Olsen is that show is so male-dominated. And of like... She hangs around. And how she like, how she hangs around that set, how she like allows those writers to do those things. It's, 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 well, it's her husband. That's, that's true, <laughs> it's her husband. But it's, it's like, it's a testament to Wolfram. I mean, like, yeah. after 12 seasons, it was her just like, them just battering her with all this stuff it's that's props she to her she seems like she really loves it too yeah that's props to her for like especially a very male dominated show and a male like a very male dominated dominated um demographic there especially viewers uh, my number four is um really throwback here is Gertrude Stein I actually just rewatched Midnight in Paris which came out on Netflix and I forgot how much I like Gertrude Stein because she's one of the people who kind of like started this this really this modern not modern art movement but she had this amazing passion for just art literature and then she, she had like a she had basically like kind of like a hostel almost for all these great artists in the early early uh 20th century who came and share art and i don't know it's 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 cool that you know someone we don't really see that 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 today where you see like groups of artists getting together in one place and doing amazing things if it's not it's usually like the only reason we do that today is through like protests or something but like cre- creating art in one place, it's different. So, I think she's a huge, 
influence behind that and this the great art that came out of the tw- um, early 20th century. My next pick for funniest woman out there today, uh, Tina Fey. You know, you get you hear that a lot. She's she's really praised for her comedy, but her writing chops are her acting chops are good, but her writing chops are just brilliant. She, I mean, she wrote she pretty much wrote Mean Girls. She did write Mean Girls. Yeah. Uh, she was a big big uh, in the writing of Thirty Rock. She didn't write it all, but she was executive producer. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much wrote the show. And then basically was... Wrote a lot of SNL skits, too. A ton of SNL skits was a... Sarah Palin, what do you got to say about that? I mean, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a, a weekend, genius. Weekend she's update a comedic genius. And then now you got... Now you have, who's also on your list, uh, you got... Let's not spoil we'll it, we'll but she does She does write a show. And she created my, and wrote she a show. She creates and writes a show for my next pick. I guess I'll just jump right into it. Yeah, go ahead. Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper. This is another, my third pick for Funniest Women on TV, The Office. Uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is where she yeah, ties I, in I with Tina Fey. I think she's like criminally underrated too. I mean, I think she's one of like, she's one of those people where she has like a very interesting style of comedy because it's very like this very peppy style it's of ni- comedy. It's a really niche kind of thing. It's kind of, it doesn't appeal to everybody. It's very like high energy, not like high energy, but it's just, like very, it's one of those people who kind of like beat you over your you head. You can't dislike with her. Your, yeah, it's kind of like the one like if you're like. You feel bad for, you feel bad for being annoyed by her. Right, yeah, that's the worst. Uh, okay, um, my number three, um, I was kind of split between because I, I was in between Debbie Reynolds and Liza Minnelli actually. So, but I picked Debbie Reynolds just because I love seeing the rain so much. And um, just because she also passed away too, but she was an extraordinary woman. I just love singing the rain so much, and just again, kind of that whole thing about that in that movie is she's in a very kind of male-dominated early kind of fifties, sixties uh, profession, especially with um, with film that day. And she's she kind of the the main scene you see her is her busting out of a cake and very like very one. showboaty. And I think she just, I mean, she's kind of like the anchor for that film for Gene Kelly mostly because Donald Connor's just like freaking out the whole time. And she's like, we got to do this thing. You got to do it right. She's kind of the anchor for that movie, I thought. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, too, Singing the Rain. Great movie. It is a fantastic movie. Uh, my next pick, if you've been watching uh, SNL lately, you can't escape her. Kate McKinnon, she's in everything. She can play anybody, anytime. It's just mm-hmm. hilarious. Including Hillary Clinton. And then very good, after Hillary very Clinton Very good turn Hillary Clinton. Kellyanne Conway. Yes. She completely played both sides of the spectrum. That's true. Yeah, like literally, literally. Look up look up the look up the Chicago uh parody. The Kellyanne Conway Chicago like, musical. Like the musical Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the funniest things I've seen in a really? long time. That's good stuff. Um my number two, I like I couldn't even like think of a lot of people, so I just picked like my, my I picked like a theme within my top five, and my theme here is like 70s rock women. I have like I have Carol King and Carol King and Stevie Nicks are my two on the list. But I also have added Stevie Nicks. I also added Anne and Nancy Wilson. Who, if you don't know, those two are the main people in Heart, the band Heart. I love um, Heart. Heart's awesome. It's like especially well, Carol King. We'll start with Carol King. Carol King was, if you don't know, like the background of Carol King, she was a ghostwriter, like basically a ghostwriter in the 60s. She wrote all these songs like Change, Chains, which was performed by the Beatles, and like you, you know, you make me feel like a natural woman. Was when Aretha Franklin said that was actually Carol King wrote that song, but then she busts into the scene on the '70s and makes Tapestry, which is like this um, super awesome album. And James Taylor is actually on the album. James Taylor is the man. Fire and Rain, but that's funny about that because Fire and Rain came out a year before Tapestry, and Carol King's like, you know what, James Taylor, you're gonna play on my album and you're gonna play acoustic guitar, and she's like, that's pretty cool. 
other than Stevie Nicks is just she's cool. She's badass. So and Hart Hart, Hart is rocks. Hart is so no cool. No way to say they don't rock. Hart is so cool because it's like they hung with like the big boys of rock and roll in the seventies. Like you have Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, and like you're getting the start of the punk movement, and then you're also like you have Hart. I didn't think of Hart as like a girl band or anything no, like they're that. Just, no, they, they rock. They they're two they're two women who know how to kick it hard. I like I'm I'm a huge fan of Hart. Huge fan of Carol King and also a huge fan of Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks. I mean, more more Fleetwood Mac. And then I'm not a huge fan of Stevie Nicks, you know, solo, but she's got uh, eight, Edge of 17, so. Rounding out my top five, Julia Louis-Dreyfus might be one of the funniest women's ever, women ever to live. Probably the funniest. I mean, I don't watch a lot of Veep. It's I've seen a couple episodes. It's funny. But Seinfeld, she should not have been funny on that show. She's the Dave Grohl of television. I think that, yeah, two good shows. <laughs> two good shows. I think that show really kind of revolved around her. Because, yeah. you know, you know Kramer's going to be funny. He's a nut job. Yeah. George is weird. Uh, Jerry's like, he's really nitpicky. Yeah. But. Elaine. Elaine was, I think it revolved around Elaine. She was the real, she was the real comedic gold in that show. And then my number one is, again, going to kind of throw it back to, my actually my categories are literally just like about music. I mean, I have like a lot of music, but my number one is Nina Simone, who again is, uh, she was kind of, she was a vocal jazz artist back in like the early, she, she recorded all a bunch of times in the 50s, 60s, 70s too, but she's kind of like one of those women who was like, she was, grew up in North Carolina. She basically, right after she was born, she was basically like a child prodigy, played piano, which they, they wanted her to be a concert pianist, but she was like, no, I want to do all this vocal jazz stuff. So she went to Juilliard. And it was just like, she's awesome. And I don't know. I always felt like she was kind of overshadowed by like Billie Holiday and Aretha Franklin and all those people. It's just, I don't know. She's awesome. She's got killer voice and her, you can feel the pain and feel the music in her voice. So she's pretty awesome besides that. So we actually got to move on because we're getting pretty close. We're about 10 minutes from our time limit. So we're going to move on to um, NFL free agency stuff. So uh, we're going to talk about... Couple people, a couple quarterbacks that we think are gonna go. So we got Tony Romo, who just got released by the Cowboys. Where do you think he's gonna go? Um, probably. They actually, there's new reports that he may not be released and he'll be traded. Oh yeah. They think that uh, Houston would be obviously be a good fit because they just they traded away Brock Osweiler. Yeah, that's that's who I so I said yeah I said Romo go to Texas. Houston, they don't have that big cap. I mean, they have cap space now. They don't have that big Osweiler contract on their books. Exactly. And then I think maybe Romo would want to go to Denver. I mean, those are the big. Those are the big two they're throwing out there. Those are I don't know. I think two I think, good defenses. I think the Texans make more sense. Yeah, there. that's what I thought. I, I wasn't. Even, I didn't even like. I wasn't even looking at Romo stuff. I was just like, I was thinking, I was, yeah, exactly. Osweiler's gone. I was like, he can just drive three who hours. Was, who was even got, uh, Houston's backup quarterback got this year? Tom Savage and yeah. the train wreck Brandon Whedon. And that team, if they have a quarterback, their defense they, is solid. They, they got contend, Lamar Miller. They yeah. can contend with a court, with a quarterback because their defense. They're getting JJ Watt back this year. Jay Van Clowney had a ridiculous season last yeah. year. I mean, basically, Tony Romo. He could be the piece. This Stop, could be his time. Just drive on down to drive on down to Houston. You'll be the starting QB like that. Um, and, and then we have someone who just signed a contract, and it's completely absurd. Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon to the Bears. We're both Packers fans. Yeah. This was news to your. This was good news to us, right? Yeah, Mike Glennon's garbage. I mean, the Bears are 
committing to at least three years of mediocrity. <laughs> well, for yeah. nineteen million dollars guaranteed for a Good guy who Lord. attempted, I think it's like seven passes last year. Or who was who was he with last year? Tampa Bay. He went to Mike Glennon. He went to NC, NC State. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, he was good. He was decent college. He, yeah, he wasn't like standout just, guy. No, he's just big and tall, and he has a strong arm. I mean, same thing with Osweiler. Speaking with uh, speaking with uh, the Bears, we went. Jay Cutler got released too, right? Yes, yes Jay, Jay Cutler, Cutler got released has too. officially been released. So Jay Cutler, I got him going to the Browns. I got a bad QB going to a bad team. <laughs> Um, there's, I mean, they need a QB. Yeah. I mean, they got Osweiler, but there's reports that they're just, they're just going to drop him. Yeah, I mean, Osweiler is obviously not a long-term answer. He showed no. last year he was probably the worst quarterback that started for most of the season. Yeah. Um, there's re- there's reports that Cutler would want to go to the Jets. Yeah, I saw I that. Just, why would the Jets be interested in Jay Cutler? Right. What do they need... The Jets are like just declining anyway, so why do they need another just piece to? Do we need a Jake Cutler versus Ryan Fitzpatrick QB battle? Oh, is that God. what we want? Oh, God, is that is that what NFL fans want? We should we should move off this topic because it's because the the Jets right. and let's let's talk about someone who, who we made do, a good move. Should we? Well, let's, let's do underrated since we're talking. Let's yes. do overrated since we're talking about Brock Isles. Okay. Or, that'd be a good segue. So, um, most overrated signing, Osweiler got traded on Thursday. Um, he's my definitely, I, I do not like Brock Osweiler. No. He's one of those guys where I, I thought he was kind of like Matt Castle, where yeah. he was like, Tom Brady went down, Castle went in there, had a string of good games, and they thought he was this amazing guy who deserves all this money. The same thing happened to Brock Osweiler. Peyton Manning was sucking because he was old, and they put Osweiler in. He won like four games in a he row. He made a couple throws. He made a couple throws. He made a couple they, decent teams. And they give him this huge salary of the Texans. I thought he was just overrated. 15 touchdowns, 16 interceptions last year. Surprisingly, they won a majority of their games, but it, I think it's got to it's got to fall on their defense a little here's, bit there. And they the have Lamar Miller, here's too. Here's the thing so. with Jay Cutler, though. Has the NFL become such a QB-driven league that we've seen... I mean, Jay Cutler's not a rookie. He's been around forever. Yeah. I mean... There's, that there's such in, high... He's in Denver. I mean, is it really... That there's such high demand for Jay yeah, Cutler. Yeah, I mean... The Texans have been competitive without a quarterback through, I mean, their whole existence. Basically, yeah. Let's 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 shine a light on someone who actually made a good move. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills today. Buffalo Bills signed the great Iowa Hawkeye, Micah Hyde. Uh, yeah, we were we were both shocked to hear this. So, I mean, a little I, little disappointed. I think they're getting a good pick. Is I mean, Hyde's a decent all around. I mean, he's he he's a guy who'll give you about eighty five to ninety five percent. Effort. I mean, throughout the game, I mean, he'll have a couple like mess ups, but he's a decent all around defensive player. But he's just, the thing is, he's a huge spark plug on yeah. Spark you plug can on put special him, teams. You put him in special teams. He can return kicks, return punts, and he's a he's a utility guy. He can do what he you do want. Lot, him. He yeah. can do what you need him to do. Yeah. Uh, for me, my underrated signing happened on Thursday too. Um, Russell Okun going to the Chargers as a Chargers fan. I like this move honestly because. Okun was one of those guys who got drafted top ten a couple years ago. Huge star. He was. I think he was probably him and Russell Wilson probably had a lot to do with that yeah. Seahawks uprise. Probably could have won two Super Bowls with the Seahawks easily, um, and then helped Peyton Manning win a Super Bowl on his. He's had his, a rough go of it recently. Yeah, but. yeah. But I mean, I think he'll bounce around. You finally got Philip Rivers. Finally has some decent protection. It looks like now, so that'd be okay. Um, but no, I think that's the sweet pick. He could. He was a Pro Bowler in 2012, and he he's. He's a Super Bowl champion. He he's a guy who's been in the league around a long time. And I 
think the Chargers, honestly, especially with a move to L.A., where, like, basically the city of San Diego and the, the fans are, like, fighting against them, but at least they have, like, a decent offensive line guy to build around now. There's some San Diego fans have something we'll be a little excited about because the Padres are god-awful, we all know. Um, so that's all we got for uh, NFL free agency. You got anything else about that? No, it's, it's I mean, been, it's been relatively quiet still, so far. There's still plenty, plenty of, of moves time to, to be made. I saw Jeffrey move today, too, uh, I think yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, I saw um, Jeffrey uh, on Thursday went to the Eagles, right? Yeah. The Eagles. It's a decent move. I mean, give Carson Wentz a big target to throw to. Their, their wide receiver production the past couple years has been disgusting. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, awful. All right, so we'll move off of NFL free agency and move on to our high five slash high six for the week. And like I already mentioned, we're going to be talking about um, uh, we got championship week this week going on in college basketball. So we're just going to fly through our um, picks. We got ACC, Big 12, Big East, Big 10, Pac-12, SEC. Um, we could try to squeeze it into five, but I think those are the most important six conferences in the league right now. So There wasn't really one we could leave off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Basically, so let's start ACC. It's alphabetical. ACC. I got UNC if they get past Duke. That's a big one. I this is my actually my sleeper pick. Mm-hmm. I think Virginia could make a run. Yeah, yeah. They got that uh, that freshman. His name's Guy. I can't remember his first name, but the, guy, the guy's name's Guy. He's been playing lights out the past couple weeks, and I think they could really make a run. That's, Very well coached. Yeah, that's what kind of sucks about the ACC right now is because you got that kind of like Duke was a five seed. And it's like a heavy kind of balance. If UNC and Duke would have met in the championship game, I think that would have been a cool. Yeah, nobody's picking Florida State either. Florida State. Yeah, no. I saw that. Florida like, State is a two seed. is flying extremely under the radar. Insane under the radar that's, um, in that uh, championship bracket. Um, so we got UNC. You have Virginia. Next, we're going to move on to the Big 12. Big 12. I have... This is kind of like a sleeper pick kind of too. I was thinking West Virginia, but I'm going to go Baylor. Baylor? The Baylor Bears. As of Thursday morning, I was going to go with Kansas. Jacob had Kansas. So, do we do we, cop, do we chalk this up as a loss since give they got me, upset today? Did you get upset yesterday? Give me the clones, Iowa State. You going with the clones? Uh, I am. Give me the clones, Iowa State. And if I get it right, you can give me half a point. Is that fair? Can we agree on that? I'm just sure. But I'm, you're picking the clones? You got West Virginia and Baylor? You going with the clones? No, Baylor doesn't have it. West Virginia might have it. Um, Big East, I think we can easily agree on this. Villanova. Villanova. Villanova's going to win that, no doubt. Um, so we want to talk about that. Big Ten, this is kind of another one. We see things differently here. This is kind of a one that I, I think the Big Ten's a toss up, honestly. Yeah. Purdue's the one seed, which I don't think. I don't buy it. Either. I can't see, like, Big Ten championships. Purdue. I can't, I can't see that. And, like, and them, like, standing at the confetti. So I'm going. I'm going with Maryland. Um, they did lose to Iowa at the end of the year. They kind of put a bummer on the end of their season. But I think I think Indiana will end up beating Wisconsin, and then Maryland will end up beating Indiana. And then whoever they play in the championship will be. This pick, this pick I am 0% confident with because I'm going with Wisconsin. You're going with Wisconsin. But Indiana in the second half against Iowa looked – Pretty good. Amazing. I don't know how much of that was. So we could technically we Iowa. could technically both lose this one. You should have went with somebody from the top half of the bracket. No need. No need. No need. All right. So then we'll move on to pack twelve. And I think we're different on this one too. I have UCLA. I do I like Arizona and I like UCLA, but I think Oregon's got that one guy in Dylan Brooks. Oregon is the one seed, so 
Um, but I just like UCLA. You wouldn't believe it from all the hype that UCLA's got this right? year. Right, yeah. Well, UCLA, they're on a nine-game winning streak with wins over Oregon and Arizona in that nine-game winning streak. I think they're just too hot. I, that's what that's what this, this is all about. It's it's who yeah. it's that's usually who wins the bracket. It's, it's who's hot coming out of the tournament, who's hot going into the tournament. So that's what matters. That one year UConn won. I picked UConn to win. I was like, dude, they're hot. They're coming out of the Big East hot. I think that was the year with Shabazz, and I'm like, I they're hot. It. You didn't buy. It. You didn't pick. Oh, but I I called that. Next week we're gonna need some receipts. <laughs> all right, last um, it's gonna be SEC, uh, which I think is another pretty easy one. Is Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, the only other real contender is probably Florida. But. Yeah, but Florida just lost to Vanderbilt, so yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky's kind of been like, you know, the one-man Kentucky in SEC. So we we got Kentucky and Villanova. We picked, and then we're different on everything else. So you got Virginia, you got... Wisconsin. Iowa State, Wisconsin, and the Oregon Iowa Ducks. Iowa State, Kansas. Yeah, yeah, Iowa State, Kansas. It's, well, I mean, obviously it's, it's a gray area. We haven't set the precedent. We haven't set the precedent for the show yet. Yeah, we haven't set the the point score yet. So, last thing we're gonna talk about, obviously, is our would you rather for the week. Um, last year, last week's would you rather was pretty disgusting. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna mellow it down a little bit, <laughs> and we're actually gonna throw it back. We got a, little... a couple complaints. <laughs> the, F- <sighs> the FCC came in and said that tore it down a little bit, guys. Um, so our would you rather this week is all about is about. Not like presidential elections, but about being the president. So would you rather be like a William Henry Harrison president and only serve in office for 30 days? You don't die, though. You don't you die, just, though. So You just cease to the be The background president. story is William Henry Harrison was only president for a month. He got pneumonia at his inauguration and died. He, he refused to wear a coat during his inauguration, got pneumonia... Yeah, he paid the price. 30 days in office, that's it. He could have been the greatest. So you either have that, you got 30 days in office, but you don't die, though. You kind of just, like, they just, like, sign a little thing. You're like, we'll let this guy be president, just to, you know, just to have him. Or you can spend, spend a whole year in office, but then get impeached after that one year. What would you what'd you do? You and know, we're talking, like, impeach, kind of like a Nixon impeachment or, yeah. like, a Clinton impeachment, where it's, like, Pretty big scandal that will be in the imprint of American history. Yeah, like you. It's not like something. I mean, it's not something small. Every time somebody gets in, a president gets impeached. I, obviously, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to sound. The States, I'm trying to sound like impeachment's not a, a, a cakewalk or something. Um, you know, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I don't know if I could live my life. You can. <laughs> you can. I was the president for a year, and, and you can live with that disgrace. I think I could though. Being president for a year would be worth it. Yeah. I would probably take the impeachment. I'm going to agree with you on this one, honestly. I mean, a year over 30 days, I mean, think about all the sweet benefits you could have for a year. Plus, you probably get, like, you know, secret service for the rest of your life. You do. You don't, I don't think... I, don't I think, think you would... You technically do either way. Yeah, but... president does. I don't, think, I don't think people would remember you as much. I mean, they'd be remembering you in a bad way, but at least they're remembering you. That's kind of really shallow, but... <laughs> It's philosophical. It's a philosophical question we have to it's ask ourselves. Shallow, but whatever. It's a philosophical question we have to ask ourselves: Is being remembered worth it? Right. Okay. Well, so that's what we got today. Yeah. So you'll be down in PCB till when? So we might not be able to be do podcast next, next Friday. So next Friday. So we record on Thursday night. Um. So we probably will be. We, we do a Friday when you get or Saturday when you get back. So Saturday, I could do it. Be 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 looking out for a a late. S- a, a special re- Sunday version. A late release date of the Pecan Dandies next week. Um, again, we my my sister is the only one who has wanted to be on the show. So 
but she, but she unfortunately she lives all the way in College Station, Texas. So we'll probably have to have her call in. But if you guys want to be on the show, we're looking for a lot of cool people to be on the show. Um, come in and talk with us. Um, tell us about your experiences. Tell us about what you do. Everybody's so, got a story. Everyone's got a story. What's that from? It's just a fact. It's just a fact. That's true. Everyone's got a story. So again, let us know if you want to be on the show. Um, give us a follow on SoundCloud. Just to re- reiterate, we are on iTunes now. Um, just look on, look us up on iTunes, the Pecan Dannys, and let us know. So we will see you guys later. Have a good weekend. Have an amazing spring break.